Hello I mean, and welcome to the Atypical Youth Ministry Podcast. This is episode seven. Episode seven, The Chosen Ones Awaken. Yes. <laughs> See, it still works. What are you going to do when we get to episode 10? I'm going to start using obscure Star Wars books. Oh, great. Yeah. That's... Which are better than the mo- some of these new movies anyway. So, Some of us had friends, and so we aren't as obsessed with the books. Well, some people read books. I read books. Yeah. I read menus. <laughs> I do all a... kinds of things. Some of them are like books, yeah. So, okay. episode seven. I'm Jeff. I'm Joey. And you are? I'm Erica. This is Erica. You've heard about her on every single episode. Every single episode. episode. Yes. Yes. And now we will not shout you out because you will... No, I'm still giving a shout out. Okay. I don't know if that's necessary. It's necessary. At the end, he can just say, hey, Erica, (laughs) make sure you're still listening. We still have traditions we go through in this podcast, and we can't stop now. That's true. Uh, One of the traditions is that the intro is almost meaningless. It has nothing. But let's change that right now. So we are... Talking with Erica for this episode, which is called That's What She Said About Youth Ministry, obviously. And so, Erica, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to us? Yeah, I'm Erica. I am the daughter of Joey, which you've heard too many times on this podcast. Not too many. And I've been doing ministry full-time for three years now. Uh, I've been in Kalamazoo for a bit. Now I'm up in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area. It's Hudsonville, but you know they haven't heard of it. No, nobody cares about Hudsonville. Right. Let's be honest. That's true. I was commenting when we got here, unless you live or work in Hudsonville, there is literally no reason to come here. It's halfway between Holland and Grand Rapids. No, there's a lot of like fertile fields here. There are. Yeah. Those ones over there are flooded right now. Okay, flooded fertile fields. That's wonderful. But they do have wing doozy. Yeah. No plug, but every, also a plug. <laughs> every meeting we ever have in our youth ministry world centers around where are we eating for lunch. True. Like, if, if you want to host one of our meetings and you have nothing good near you for lunch, no, you don't get to host our meeting. No. no. That's how that goes. So today we're going to be talking about the typical experience of a female youth pastor, which is not something we know nothing about. Uh, but before we get there, I just wanted to bring up something. I asked you uh, for topics because we're going to have you on another episode. And you suggested a topic that we've already done. And no, I did not. Yes, she did. yes you did. You talked about camps. And, and I'm, mission trips. And mission but trips. I'm talking about like the, what do you do to prep for mission trips? We and to talked them about back. that. No, <laughs> no, no it was more was like to that. So trips. first of all, if you guys can support us and just uh, comment on our Facebook posts and let Erica know that you heard us talk about planning that. Uh, the point being, she doesn't listen really well. She just sits there and listens and waits for her name. And then when she hears her name, she completely checks out. I turn it off. You're right. That's it. So, uh, Erica, before we uh, get into our intro music, which you are the one that thinks sounds like a Jesus Christ superstar. It does. I like Jesus Christ uh, superstar. We actually, we heard uh, Tradition from Fiddler on the Roof randomly came on today. I was like, perfect. Yep. On our way to do this. So anyways, what is one atypical thing about your, you as a youth pastor or just as a person other than the fact that you are a female youth pastor, which we will talk about? Um, I'm atypical in that I'm young and I still want to do youth ministry. I didn't quit yesterday, so I feel like that's atypical. That's true. I'm glad that you did I'm not still quit. Here. That would have been awkward for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm now, still here. For selfish reasons, we're glad you didn't quit because we would have had to cancel this recording. Oh, we could have done something new like, when's it time to quit? Yeah. <laughs> yesterday. <That> would... <laughs> I also don't like Star Wars, so that's atypical. 
that's offensive. You could see that's offensive. He yeah. went rigid. I went rigid. But every other youth pastor, it seems like, loves Star Wars. And I'm like, okay. Is it your dad's They're fault? They're good movies. Is it your dad's fault? Yes. Yes. I have done a lot of good things as a father. <laughs> but I have failed in, obviously, You know, one. like, in those, like, cheesy, like, high school musical movies where the dad pushes the sport too much? That was what happened. He pushed Star Wars so much. I, I, I don't want to rock your world, but <laughs> I have never seen any high school musical movies. <laughs> My children aren't old enough, and uh, I don't think it's something they would have been into, but I'll take your word for it. No. I have been to your house. No, that's not true. I, I, I did have, not push the movies. I've seen your basement. play that's a lot of Star Wars stuff when she was No, little. the problem was he didn't push the movies, but he pushed all the other stuff, and the movies are the only good part no, about it. No, the action figures that we got to play with no. when you were little. That was awesome. <laughs> that no. we got to play with. We, yes. Yeah. I did, she will okay. know she was involved. That's five minutes. <laughs> Time for the intro to be over. <laughs> Welcome back. So we are talking about being a female youth pastor and what that means and what you have to say about that. And I am willing to pretend to know almost everything. I never like to admit when I don't know things, but I will acknowledge I have never been a woman youth pastor. So I don't Good. yet. <laughs> Time will tell. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we will uh, need to get your expert advice on that. Uh, it's perfect for this podcast because uh, what we've seen in our youth pastor network is that it's fairly atypical to be a female youth pastor. At any given time, we might have two, and you're the only one that shows up every time. So it's it's less common than I think it should be, uh, and it probably is less common because there's different challenges that you guys face that or you ladies face. We're you, from can, the, you can say you guys. We're I from, don't care. You know, you grew up in the Midwest. I you, don't care at all. You guys is the King's English way of saying y'all, and we would That's never funny. say that. So you guys face that we've never faced. And so I want to talk about that first. Like, what are some challenges that you face that maybe we don't even understand as guy youth pastors or as the church? I mean, on a practical level, there's some things that just as men, you don't sit and think about, oh, what did the, the guy before me make? Maybe you do, but when I came into this job, it was a pretty quick reality that the guy before me was making a lot more. And I just chalked it up to, well, he'd been here longer. He had more experience. And as I started asking them some other questions, I found out that they considered him a pastor. And I said, well, he didn't go to seminary in, an, in our denomination seminary is kind of what makes you a pastor that's how where the ordination comes from and he didn't have that and all he had was a license to exhort and so he was paid more because of that title that he got from it and when I've asked if I could get a license to exhort I've been told no 
So can you get your license to L? Again, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, she is young. She's mentioned the license. A license to L is a very important thing if you want to get anywhere in life. Okay. And you got to fight for that. Yeah, you're right. It's true. Fight for your right. Sometimes I'm the battles are intergalactic. It. People yeah. try to sabotage you. Yes, they do. I'm fighting for yeah. my right. Yeah. So pay. But anyways. You, so, anyways, you get so, paid less. So I get paid less. Because That's, you don't have your license to exhort or yeah. ill. Or ill. Yet. Yet. I agree. Um, but I mean, I could go and get a license to exhort, but my church would not support it. So it's kind of, I guess, what's, what's the point if my church is not going to support it? They wouldn't support me preaching. So I don't make you know, extra money for doing that. It's not part of my contract either or my job responsibilities. But there's a reality just there that I'm yeah. getting paid less. And then you add in things like, someday I'm going to be a mom. I would like to stay home with my newborn baby for some period of time. And maternity leave is something that you guys don't think about. You think about, well, I want to be home and support my wife and be there with the new baby. We're but we also want to get back to the office before the baby screams or poops. <laughs> or throws up yeah. and you got to deal with it. You name it. But I mean, as a mom, there's a reality that my body's actually giving birth and I'm going to need physically some time off. I mean, emotionally probably too. <laughs> I can't, can't say I haven't had a baby yet, but yet. like our church doesn't have a policy for maternity leave right now. They haven't had full-time females in this role or even in any role at this church and so that's just an interesting thing to navigate through so that's something uh that is a right you will have to fight for right probably before like you probably are already putting planting those seeds now yeah because it will seem pretty self-serving later if you're like, I'm pregnant, let's talk maternity well, and leave. And I'd rather not be seen as the crazy pregnant lady all of a sudden yeah. fighting for all this. Except sometimes that intimidates guys. That might Maybe. be your ace in the hole. It could be. But it shouldn't have to be. It should be something that churches are bad at HR. Yeah. This is yeah. like a very basic HR policy that any company worth anything would have addressed. Uh, churches aren't uh, companies that are worth much in the HR world. Yeah. Generally speaking. So, yeah, so pay, mater so certain benefits that you need. Yeah, I get no benefits, too, by the way. Oh, really? Well, that, I, that I might mean, not I've, be because you're a female. That just might be the church, right? They, it was a conversation that was had, but they weren't excited about it. Let's put it that way. Okay. And when I mentioned, as soon as my husband is working full-time and he's got a medical degree, um, not a doctor, doctor. He's still a doctor, He's though. a doctor of physical doctor. therapy. I but I did mention, doctor, as soon as, you know, he's working we're going to want his health insurance over whatever the church would provide. And they were very excited about that. Yeah. But meanwhile, while he's still searching for a job and we're sitting in this in-between phase, they're not super excited about wanting to provide for that. Yeah. Yeah. Churches are funny about that for sure. Uh, what about, uh, you had talked a little bit before. It probably comes as a surprise that we, we prep a little bit. Uh, but you were talking I about some. I was surprised. Some, you yes. were, yes. I was pleasantly surprised. Thank you. So, you, but you were talking about perceptions uh, is another challenge that you face. So, what what kind of perceptions are you talking about that you're dealing with? Yeah, this is something that I didn't encounter as much at my last church and more at this church. And I think it's just the church dynamic and the community that we're in. We're a pretty conservative church, and so to have a female come in and be seen as a spiritual leader is hard for people there's a reality that when I teach a class 
or we've, we're working on a Sunday morning class right now. And when I put together a booklet for it, people are quick to question me. And I can't always say if this is because I'm young or because I'm a female, but there is a reality that I am quick to be questioned. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of it's, it could be because you're young and you're yeah. a youth pastor. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the common complaint among youth pastors that, like what you said about teaching and, and youth pastors complain about getting to teach very little. Uh, whereas you would say not at all yeah. from the from the from main the stage main stage on a Sunday yeah but certainly they're in this denomination in this world some of that's also because you're a, a woman yeah. yeah and yeah just thinking about some things that I've experienced in the last year with that I I went through a whole program change and we're an elder run church and so I get everything approved by elders and that's just one way to cover myself you know when when somebody C-Y-B. comes and yes, no, added it for the children. <laughs> yeah. But when somebody comes and complains about something, I can say, "Well, elders approved it," mm-hmm. and usually that's enough to say, "Oh, okay." But you can see when some people have an issue with just me, like, "Oh, oh, okay," they're kind of taken back by that. And there are just some parents that I know, based on conversations, based on experiences we've had, that struggle seeing me in this role. And that's just a reality that I face. I, I don't see it as my job to go and change that. I just see it as my job to continue being the best youth pastor for their family and for their kids. Yeah. Do you do your kids follow your students? Do they Even the guy students, do they have a trouble with you, or is it just kind of the adults? It's really just the adults. I think some of that's that generational difference. But kids, our, our youth group dynamics this year is our middle school is mainly all girls but our high school is mainly all boys and high school is where I spend more of my time and we have more youth groups and so I'm spending a good chunk of my relationships with boys and there's doesn't seem to be any issue there with having relationships with guys where they trust me and look up to me it seems to be more of a generational gap so what would you tell the new female youth pastor coming in how, how would you say navigate the waters this way when it comes to this because it sounds like it might be something that happens to probably most female mm-hmm. church position leaders especially in a position where you're the lead and only youth pastor yeah. I think when you're on a team like I've been in in the past you have other people to protect you from that and when I'm alone that changes things but I mean honestly the biggest thing you have to have is thick skin <laughs> And like I know you say that about a lot of things in life, but if you're so worried about what every other person thinks about you, you're not gonna be able to get your own job done. And at the end of the day, I just have to recognize that there are people that have an issue with women in ministry and women in leadership. And it's not, my goal is not to change their mind. There are people whose job is to do that. That's not my job. Um, but the biggest thing that I can do for helping families that are insecure or worried about me is making sure I have tons of men around me don't think that in a weird way but men men Uh, we are we didn't even react (laughs) no i know but i thought you would yeah but like i surround myself next time you should estimate us i should you're right (laughs) um but yeah i surround myself with a lot of like leaders who are men i have more men leaders than i do women leaders and that always creates more people who are buying into my ministry who are men who can relate to boys too. Yeah, that's one of the weird things I think always happens with the youth pastors connecting with the students of the opposite gender. Like, I, you know, if I wanted to 
pick up a kid after school and it's and it's like a high school guy nobody bats an eye at that but i'm not i'm not picking up the high school girl from school and going to a coffee shop with her yeah so how does that is that pretty much the same are you are you experiencing the same awkward waters that you're navigating honestly i think it's easier for girls in this regard i think and maybe that's just my personality too but i'm so used to hanging out with guys I mean, all the other youth pastors, for the most part, are guys, and a lot of staff are guys at church. So I'm used to being around guys, and so my relationship with guys comes pretty easily. And and I have a lot of just easy topics that I can I can talk about sports with guys. I enjoy sports. I played sports, and that's an easy thing that I can connect with. Whereas girls are a lot harder to understand. Boys are pretty easy, in my opinion. Like I can sit and have a conversation with them. They're going to tell me what they feel. Girls are going to hide everything. And so for me to have a relationship with a guy, yeah, it's going to look different. But there is a reality, too, that in our society, we trust women more than men. So if I get in a vehicle and I've got four boys in my back seat, people aren't going to think of that as weird in the same way that they're going to think about a man with four girls in their back seat. It helps that you are both significantly younger than us and look even younger than yes. that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you might look like a peer. And if uh, one of us has four of any kids in our back seat with our vehicles with tinted windows, <laughs> we look like kidnappers. Maybe don't have tinted windows then. I'm sorry. It's keep the, it open. It's the minivan I was given for free. <laughs> what am I going to do with it? So, yeah, you mentioned a lot of other youth pastors are guys, obviously. We're part of a network. Uh, how do peer relationships work for you? Because obviously, like, Joey and I, and or your dad and I, are close, and we hang out a lot outside of uh, work hours, but there's there's not a lot of you around, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very different relationship. I love CYL, which is our community youth link, and I love hanging out with all of you guys, and, and I enjoy hanging all out. All of us? Almost all of us. Yeah. You I know who you are. I won't name your name, but you know. You know it. Um, and I enjoy hanging out with you guys, but Jeff there Hernandez. there is a reality. <laughs> Poor Jeff. We like we love Jeff. I like Jeff. He's praying for us right now. But there is a reality that my relationship with all of you is very different from any relationship that you guys could have with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily just because I'm a female, but part of that is I'm married. And I, I have respect for my husband to not be in a vehicle alone with one of you guys mm-hmm. just driving from you know the church to lunch that's something you guys can just grab in a vehicle and we'll go from church to lunch together and I'll grab this vehicle that's something I have to think twice about and I try to not put myself in situations I can't have a close or intimate relationship with any of you guys on that same level because my, my dad one. is different yeah, yeah. yeah. that is just the one and there is a <laughs> She'll reality get him ride to the, the restaurant with me yes so. I yeah. will yeah. But, and there is a reality that because my dad is in this group, he's the closest guy, obviously, that I have in this group of youth pastors. And there are other guys that I'll sit and have good conversation with, but you have to think twice about it every time. And there is just, there's a boundary there that I have to have and that you guys have to have too with me. Right. But that's a less common occurrence for us. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. if there's 20 in the room, it's you. Mm-hmm. And usually 19 of us. Yes. So, I, so we don't have to be as aware as you do. All right. So what is one thing you think we should know, us guy youth pastors, about lady youth pastors in general or, or about yourself in specific? Like what is something we just, we don't get it and 
maybe that causes us in ignorance to speak out of turn, to do things that you guys don't like? What What's something that we ought to know? I struggle with this one because I don't know if I'm the typical female youth pastor. I don't really know what that looks like, to be honest. But, like, I'm not easily offended. And I think a lot of men think, oh, they're women. They're going to be offended if I tell this joke or they're going to be offended if I make this comment. I'm not easily offended. And I think a lot of the women who get into ministry have pretty thick skin. And we're not sitting here worried about every little thing that you guys are saying about us either. And we just want to be part of the crew with you guys. I mean, I'm not sitting here wishing more and more females would show up. I really don't. I don't sit here and go, well, man, if that female would show up to CYL, then I'll have an awesome experience at CYL. That's just, I don't think about that. I'm content and happy with you guys being guys. And I knew that when I got into this role, that there were going to be a lot of men and probably zero or few women. And I don't sit and worry about that. Okay, so what what I'm hearing, maybe I think you're hearing this as well, is be more offensive yes. when you're around. Yes. Okay. Is that possible? Because uh, I didn't think we no, pulled I, any punches. You and we... I both know that you and I text back and forth because she's there. Yeah, but that's, that's not true. because she's a female youth pastor, because it's my daughter. I know. And so, is. like, there are certain jokes that I used to say freely that I now just text to you guys. You're growing up. Yeah. Look at you go. And maybe, and that's probably an individual thing, whereas you want to be treated as one of the guys. There's yeah. probably also other women that are just as passionate about grow up and don't act that way around I'm sure me. there are. They weren't raised by your dad, though. So, <laughs> But yeah, so maybe the important thing is knowing that about you, but knowing knowing our audience in general yeah, is I mean, important. Ask girls. They're, they're okay to talk to you. I mean, ask a, ask a woman, like, hey, how do you feel in this group? Do you wish that there were you know, more women around that we could connect you with? Because maybe there are women who feel the exact opposite that I do, but just ask them. Like, We're not scary people. <laughs> well, I've always been afraid of girls. I know. Yeah, yeah. so I, I like you just That's don't That's why I of say it. we're not scary. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the other question is, what's one thing that you would want the church world to know, the, the church in general? And just so you know, they're all listening. Every single one the, of the people. The Big C Church <laughs> yes. is listening all, right yes. now. All of the people in all of the churches in all of the world. Yes. Sure, uh, if you believe that, you probably wouldn't have talked about some of those challenges. But <laughs> uh, for those that are listening, uh, what what is something the church should know about female youth pastors that we don't get? I think a lot of it does come back to that HR type stuff. And there's a reality that like I, I love my job, but when you have to deal with people who maybe don't have as much trust in you, who don't give you as much leadership as a woman, who aren't thinking through things like maternity leave or pay and things like that, it makes you not like your job as much. And it makes your job not as great, obviously. And I love my job. And to not have to worry about some of those things would be relieving a burden for sure. Um, just thinking... Like I'm in my mid-20s, and my husband and I have been married for a few years, and we're thinking about kids. And there's a reality that we have to think about kids being separate from my ministry. If There's a reality of that. There's a reality that I may have to use all my vacation time if I want to stay home for more than two or three weeks with my newborn baby, or that my husband will have to take time off. And, and that's unfortunate that we even have to think about that. And it's something that I wish we wouldn't have to think about. So 
for all the churches out there. I know you're all listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> think those things through. Especially, like Before you hire a woman would be really nice, but every woman's different too. And for some women, when they have a baby, the first thing they want to do is get back to work. And they love work and work is everything to them. But some women aren't going to want that either. And just have that conversation. I think we're so afraid to talk about these things because they seem so political. But at the end of the day, if your youth pastor matters to you, this should matter to you too. Ooh, that was nice. I, I heard that similar sentiment in a previous episode. I don't know if you were listening. I, I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to that one. You were yeah. talking about kids. I was. And yeah. if and if they're what may be lame things matter to them, it matters to you. She does listen. See, I do all. listen. You did. That, that was, was a good one. That though. was the one good thing yeah. any of us have ever said. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for that's picking probably up on the, it. <laughs> that's probably the best thing I've heard out of your podcast. In your face, because I said that. I know you said that, but <laughs> yeah. I, I like it too. All right. We, so you don't have to in-face me. Well, you're sitting down, and it's the only time I can ever go in your right, face because you're a foot Can I be real, though? Sure. Why have there been no that's what she said jokes during the entirety of this podcast? Well, we want to be mature. Okay, good. Uh, I'm disappointed. I'm sorry. So what will happen is... But in my defense, I got a warning already from Jeff's wife that... uh, No, it was from me. Don't throw her under the bus. Well, didn't she tell you that that one might be a rough joke that I used? Oh, yes. So it really came from So maybe I should make it. But in advance, I said we, we can't do that if... We want people who aren't exactly like us to listen. Yeah, true. And we do want some people. So if I say that this podcast has always left me satisfied and smiling, that would be okay. I would have no response (laughs) to that. (laughs) I will say uh, thank you for being here. And uh, we would love to have you on another episode where we talk about youth rooms, especially the, the smaller church youth space and uh, what those dynamics are like so that is what she said about youth ministry and we thank you guys for being here oh catch you on the flippity flip yes you will thank you see ya